Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and everything pop culture-related. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by the man himself, Devin. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing Fear Street Part 1, 1994. And as always, before we begin today's show, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at film optics. That is optics with an X. So Devin, again, how are you doing today? We just finished one. I'm doing good. (laughs) Going from Loki to fear street. Loki to fear street. There we go. There we go. Very very fearful. Loki fearful. (laughs) Loki. Honestly, yeah. And, you know, I'm very, very excited that we are doing this because um, th- this isn't this isn't like me at all, Devin. This is very. Yeah, I, I remember. I know I, I told you these were coming out. Um, I watched it, I think, last Friday when it came out. Mm. But I didn't say anything. I, I thought it was a good time. <laughs> but you kind of watched it. You kind of watched it on your own. Sounds like you got involved in the hype. <laughs> I did, I did, and you know, and I didn't really know what it was because you said Maya Hawk was uh, was a part of it. I was like, okay, and then like big Stranger Things vibes, yeah, very, very big Stranger Things vibes. And I just, I don't know. First, I was like, let's watch Fear Street, and you know what? We're late to the game a little bit, but that's okay because this is a trilogy, Devin. There's three. This is this is a, a new way of storytelling. It really is. I I actually prefer this way over just the the one and done i i am more of a tv shell but you know i've been watching a lot of victorious i'm not gonna lie it's been going through the old nickelodeon paramount plus back catalog so gotta get some kind of use out of it right yeah (laughs) yeah so so Devin, i watched it like you said last week when it first came out i watched it this past weekend so this is going to be part one of a three-part series for all of you listening at home so fear street part one 1994 um we're just kind of kind of dive straight into this one because it has been out for a week and part two is coming out later this on friday um actually by the time of you by the time people are listening to this part two is already out and we'll be doing a part two review with amanda over at uh am AMX NDA reviews really got to get that down and possibly Leo um, over for um, over at geekly goods. If not, it would just be me, you and Amanda, you know, shooting some stuff and kind of just, uh, you know, messing around, kind of f-ing around and just having a good old time, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that button is actually a good segue into what, what I think makes this movie the most entertaining. They made it rated R. Cause, cause it's, it's definitely, you could definitely tell it's more geared towards geared towards kids. And I didn't realize it, but it is based on a, a book series by R.L. Stein, which makes sense. But I didn't know that, but they, they went rated R, which definitely saved it for me, I think, because there were some really, really gruesome kills <laughs> that horror fans are definitely going to enjoy. And I think a good movie to compare this to is, I don't know if you ever watched that, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, that movie that came out a few years ago. No, I did not watch it. So, see, the, so that's kind of like the opposite of this, 
because it's like based on a book series, kind of geared towards kids, but they went with PG-13 and it ended up being really lame <laughs> because of that. <laughs> I do remember people uh, being mad about the rating, much so like um, like Venom. Uh, the first Venom one that I think actually, I think the second one's supposed to be ra- uh, rated PG 13 as well. And I think that was just more of a, ugh. but it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, w- when it comes to these kind of stories, what do you, what do you rate it as? Because it's like, you want it to appeal as many people as possible. And I guess, yes, going to PG 13 route would be, that's, like, that's the beauty of Netflix is that you don't, it's not in theater. So you don't have to worry about kids not being able to, go in and see it like they can yeah. just open netflix and watch it that is true i mean and kids can watch stranger things so it's i mean yeah, yeah. there's a few curse words in there but in fear street obviously there is way more blood and just overall the the classic slasher horror and i, I need to say this right now i'm not a horror fan at all i need i need to find a gasp like <laughs> a gasp uh sound bite to put in here be like oh <gasps> You know, but yes, I'm, I'm not a slasher fan or just horror. It's like, I keep saying that I'm not a fan of horror, but then I keep watching all these horror movies because like, I really loved, uh, Midsummer because my girl Florence Pugh, uh, ready or not. It's, I think that's more geared towards something like this. This might be a little bit more gruesome with a 1994 part one, but yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed this. I was like, holy crap. I watched a really good, I watched a good slasher film and it wasn't Freddy. It wasn't Jason. It wasn't scream Halloween. Like all those, I really just don't care for But there's something about this. Maybe it is a stranger things vibes that I just yeah. really, really connected with. You had the good nineties vibes too. Yeah. Yeah. Us, us being 90 kids, this definitely definitely helps for sure. Even though I was only two years old, technically when this, uh, when, when these events took place. <laughs> so I, I don't think the wish will be coming after me. <laughs> and, I, and I think one of the things that differentiates this from other slashers is it's just not, it's not just a guy that's going around killing people. It's there's like a mythical, like magical element to it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that kind of pulled me towards this because I knew it was a three-parter and I knew, like I said, I knew you were talking about it. It's like, you know what, Devin, <laughs> anytime there's like a good horror, just like, Hey, like we should review this, le- this week. Let me know because I need to, you know, th- well, this- did you see that? Did you see that new Halloween trailer? No, I did not. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's going to be good. <laughs> I need to watch it. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be watching it on the, we're going to be reviewing it here on the show. So that's totally fine. But you know, this is a diverse podcast. I mean, we don't just talk about superheroes and all that good stuff. You know, we we like to talk about the indies, the, the, the large, we go from people in costumes to people in costumes. (laughs) Literally. And I, I feel like our diversity is definitely there. I mean, what did we review first of the year? Um, the ultimate playlist of noise, which is like crazy hidden gem. Yeah. It, it really was like, man, I can't talk about that. anymore. <laughs> that, that ending freaking killed me, but we are here talking about fear street. Of course. Um, starting speaking off, of, speaking of the costumes, that's one complaint I had is I didn't love the costumes they had for the killers. Like it's just a generic skull guy. Yeah. And then the guy, one, was, I think, I think one of them was scary. The, the bag guy was kind of scary. Dude, he was first, first of all, 
first of all, I just I just want to say like I don't think this was very scary at all. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can agree. Like, yeah. if, if you're worried about that going <laughs> in, it's 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 not, but but it makes up for it by being fun. Yeah, to me, like it's definitely cheesy in like mm. the '90s horror type of way, but that's kind of the fun of it. Yeah, I and then that that combined with the rated R is what gives it like the perfect recipe to, for it to be entertaining because it feels it feels PG thirteen like I said. No, no, I don't think it would have worked. <laughs> I agree Cause, with cause you he, to be cheesy and then men have like lame kills. There's just like nothing there. That was some pretty good kills in this man. Like they were that bread slicer. <laughs> oh my. Yep, that's oh, the one. R.I.P. I didn't. Okay, I knew. People were gonna. I didn't die. think she was gonna. I didn't think I she didn't, was gonna die. I didn't think them themselves. I knew. I thought other people. I mean, other people did. But it's like it really just like it's this. It it is it is a coming of age story at the same time, and I think that's another yeah. reason why I loved it so much. And LGBTQ on it, but yeah, and it's just I don't know what it is, man. Like coming of age stories, they just get me every freaking time, every single. F- time <laughs> i need to I, i'm done i gotta cue that up every single time be like holy sh-. ah i'm sorry i've been using that way too much it's a new update that came with my um with my uh soundboard so that was that was one of the things i knew that was coming i was like yes 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 <laughs> so but anyway back on track um yeah when, when it came to the uh the characters uh the costumes i do agree you know like you kind of have like screen with like the screen mask and then you have the skull um and then the guy with like the bag over his head i think he was the scariest one just because he was like really charging at you. Yeah, but I like how they they run in this movie. Like most slashers, they are very slow and they walk towards you. But these dudes were sprinting. Yeah, like and and like you to your point when you said like it's not a scary movie. Like yes, there is gore, but yeah, there are like jump scares. But I don't think I really, I don't think I fell for any of them. Maybe like one or two, but it wasn't like it's it's. I don't think it's its purpose isn't to scare you because it is trying to tell you stories. It's just, there are those like horror slasher elements there, but I don't think that's the main juice of it all. If that makes any sense. I know it's weird to say because it is literally called fear street, but it is more about sort So the characters than it is. Yeah. The, the best word I use to describe it is it's just fun. Yeah. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, it really, really is. So Devin, who is your favorite character out of the bunch so far? Did you did you like uh, the guy from Woman in the Window? The, yeah, the bad uh, guy from Woman in the Window. He did a better job in this than in one of Woman he, in the Window. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> I was like, what's he, going he was on? still still a weird character in this one, but it kind of yeah. worked. Yeah, kind of yeah. Relief. He 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 did play a very very strange character, and then you had um, I honestly I think our, I mean, our girl Maya Hawk dies right away. R.I.P. <laughs> honestly i thought she was gonna last longer than that because during the very beginning because they say oh it's a prank that gone has gone wrong and it's like i'm like oh she's like dead dead like i thought like her friend was kind of messing with her and it's like oh no she's like she's gone like within the first what 15 minutes of the movie and that kind of just gets the adrenaline rushing it's like hey like this is the 
kind of movie this is like this here's here's the element it's, it's very it's very smart of them to throw in known stranger things actors yes yeah. she's in this one sadie sinks in the second one yep part I'm guessing there'll be someone in the third one who they're gonna throw in there <laughs> honestly I Mi- was- millie millie's a little busy <laughs> yeah yeah she i was gonna finn, say finn's probably busy uh well finn he's he did go david harbour's busy david harbour um we could get caleb Sure. Yeah, oh, he's pretty busy too. I guess he's or, been in some stuff. Or Dustin. Yeah, he he probably doesn't have much going on. <laughs> or Well, I haven't seen Well in a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's Well's looking for that paycheck, guys. Let's let's keep it going. Steve Steve Harrington. No, <laughs> Steve. You know I mean, why he would he would fit in the he would have fit in this one really well. The just, just sprinkle the entire Stranger Things cast throughout. Everything. I mean that's that's it's working so far. <laughs> it really is, and you know we we'll we'll definitely be watching um uh part two um here soon. And thank you for Netflix for sending that over to us. Um, just wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out. But yeah, like part one, it's just it was like it was just so good. Like adrenaline, adrenaline was like rushing the entire time. Even like the kills themselves, like you kind of like your, your expectations were subverted. It wasn't just, it wasn't um, not believable, but like, it wasn't predictable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really was just like the whole, like with, um, Oh my gosh. With um, uh, Kiana um, uh, Madria's character, um, Sam, was it, was that Sam or is her Dina Dina? Dina and Sam was her lover, um, yeah. girlfriend. So and I love, I love that. Yeah. I love that twist where it shows she's kind of looking at this guy and this girl at the football um, game. They're yeah. kind of making out, but you, you think it's the guy that she's looking at, but nope, it's, it's the lady. That's a good, like, it's a good twist there. That was a really nice twist. Like they get into so many arguments like throughout, like you, and obviously, you know, it, it is these two characters. You have Dina and Sam who clearly still care about each other. But, you know, Sam has moved um, away from uh, uh, Shadyside over to was it Sunnyvale, I believe it was. Yeah, the, yeah. Na- the names. Yeah. Shady and Sunny. Classic. <laughs> and I mean, literally, and I didn't really mention this earlier, but literally the, the synopsis is a circle of teenage friends accidentally encountering an ancient evil or uh, responsible for a series of brutal murders has been happening in shady side for so long um, that has plagued their town for over 300 years and welcome to shady side. So it's very, just like you said, the mythical parts there, you have the witch and you see all of these, like these countless, countless murders that have been going on in shady side. And it's like, Holy f- like that's a lot of murders, dude. Yeah, like I was like, this is this is crazy right now. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's just I I don't know what it is, but I really love how they started putting the pieces together. I love Dina's um her brother as well. Uh, we didn't really see too much of the parents. Like, there were barely any parents in part one, but yeah. I guess that's just part of everything like that's that's normal for for slashers and horror movies yeah there's never any parents around yeah even with stranger things it's like i mean you have a few here and there but it's it's mainly just about the kids saving the day (laughs) 
But what did you think about um, Sam's sacrifice and how they how they approach that? Yeah, I wasn't really expecting that to be honest. I d- I thought they would find a, find a way to kind of avoid any sacrifice happening, but they had this plan where she would die and then come back. Yeah, and I I really like how with um oh my gosh the the kid from Woman in the Window I'm blanking on his name and the the Asian actor. You know, with with their dynamic, how they were drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what their relationship was. Friends, I guess. Yeah, at first I thought they were dating, but then yeah. Dina's brother was like kind of crushing on, um, was kind of crushing on. God, I'm so sorry. I'm literally blanking on her name, and I don't have the IMDb in front of me. I was gonna look it Kate. up. Kate. Kate. Yeah, he he was crushing. I, I did on like Dina's brother too, Josh. I thought he was nice and relatable. The nice. Guy in the computer, computer guy who's got all the knowledge on the the killers. (laughs) Guy in the chair. (laughs) He was literally the Ned of that group, but yeah, he was. You know, this is the early nineties, like we said. Well, more so closer to mid nineties. You know, the internet is just now becoming a thing. We see him um, online chatting with someone who we don't know who that is, by the way. It, they, they, it looks like they were kind of doing their little role playing with like the king and the queen, like the jester type thing or the servants. So um, I, I really want to know who's, who's on the other end of that keyboard. But we, as you said, you know, we do find out that, you know, in order for this, this curse to kind of, well, the beginning of the curse when, you know, Sam gets into the car accident with the school bus and, um, and uh, Sunnyvale, um, you know, she kind of like she falls on the witch's grave. I think that's what triggered her. Like yeah, that was, was that was kind of messy the way they set that up. Yeah, that was weird because I was like, well, is it the fact that you know? Because at first, at first, I thought Sam was like related to the witch or something of that nature, but it doesn't seem that way. It just seems that she like disturbed her grave from what I think happened, you know, she was bleeding. So it's like the, the entire time, you know, these, these figures were not after the entire group, but they were after Sam. But it's like, if anyone had a, you know, blood (laughs) or like a sense of Sam's blood on her, just some kind of spackle or whatever, they would die too. Because you see that throughout the movie where, you know, you have the, uh, the perpetrators, the slashers, like running straight by like Dina's brother and going straight for someone who has uh Sam's scent on it. But I thought that was pretty interesting, but yeah, I do agree with, um, I really don't know. I guess it's just Sam disturbs her grave, which seems very RL Steiny to begin with yeah. something just simple to kind of trigger everything. And they're trying to figure it out. And they, they, they do a really, really good job with it, you know, but um, sorry, I've been rambling on for <laughs> a while here. Was there any, any other points you wanted to bring up <laughs> for this uh, review? Um, I think we covered most of it. Yeah. All right. So you want to get into ratings? Let's do it. All right, Devin. I'm okay. So on Letterbox, I gave this a four out of five stars, which I think is a solid B plus. So I'm actually going to bump it up a little bit to an 
A minus. You know, wow, that's that's a strong rating there. We, I mean, I it, it starts off really, really great. You know, we kind of talked about our our gripes with it, and they seem minor enough to warrant it a A minus uh, grade. But also, just want to throw that out there. If someone has like a rating review on Letterbox, and you know, it doesn't really necessarily correlate to like whatever their review is underneath, like media wise, like whether it's uh, a written review or a podcast or a YouTube review that that doesn't always correlate, does not always equate to the letterbox scale out there. But Devin, have you created a letterbox yet? I downloaded it a while ago, but just Mm. never got it started. It is ball rolling. It's great. I'm telling you, man, it is. I love like at first, not gonna lie, I didn't really use it all that much, and then I kind of just started getting into it. There is like a pro version. I'm not sure what that entails, but I think it's like 20 bucks a year, which isn't bad. But I need to figure out what that really entails in order to spend that money. But yeah, I just use you know you can create a wish list, you know, um, list of like your top top whatever of whatever franchise. So like I have like certain lists where I have like movies that like I've watched in 2021 and it actually just consists of 2021 like new releases. And I've done that for the past few years, but it's, it's nice to kind of just keep track of everything that you have watched. I I really do like it, but yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting what I've watched. So I might have to (laughs) start. There you go. All the more reason, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So Fear Street Part 1, 1994. I give it an A minus. Devin, what are you giving this film? I was going to go with the C plus. Ooh, okay, okay. Very it's shocking. Pretty, pretty, very, very solid. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely had some issues with it. It was, it was definitely very corny throughout, which is expected to a certain extent, but mm. um, it kind of gets evened out by the rated R, like I mentioned before, which is good. Um, the, the killer design's not great. The, the story, like we mentioned, is a little muddy, little, yeah, like hard to follow at times. Yeah, other just, than that, just that reasoning. It was weird. I I can see I can see why the, the difference is in ours because my horror taste is more like like the hard like hard I don't know hardcore horror I guess like <laughs> I'm like I'm Michael, like Michael Myers <laughs> like yeah I love all the all the slashers yeah and uh, I mean. We'll definitely reveal the new Halloween. It's not that I, I don't know what it, I, I am. I am the, I, I am like the thriller shell. Cause I guess more of like the thriller suspenseful. That is more of like light horror. I guess you could say, but yeah, this, this definitely falls in that category. Yeah. Which is why it makes sense. Yeah. Horror light H light. <laughs> that's, that's where I am. I'm telling you, dude, I will never watch insidious ever again. I will never watch us ever again, to be honest, that freaked me out like 100%, but I will watch midsummer all through the day, but I will not, Watch Hereditary again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never. It's two different scales on the RES. There, there's, there's Team Hereditary and there's Team Midsummer. I'm going to Team Midsummer. It was more bizarre than horror. But I'm, I'm Team both. <laughs> I mean, I have, I've watched Hereditary. I was just like, and it wasn't the whole head thing. I'm like, okay, whatever. It was like later on, it just kept building, building up. But the ending was very, very odd to me. But 
anyway, I digress. <laughs> so a C plus for part one of Fear Street 1994 from Devin and A minus for myself. So put it in the books. <laughs> we're all we're all good to go there. So um, again, thank you, Devin, as always, for coming on taking talking movies with us. Um, by the time this is out. Our part two, we, we should be reviewing our part two. Well, yeah, our, our part two should be out by by the time this is out. I'm literally getting all my days mixed up. But anyway, as of this podcast recording, go check out our Black Widow and our Loki episode five reviews that are up on the podcast right now. And we will be reviewing part two later on with Amanda uh, and hopefully with Leo. Um, so yeah, like I said, a little bit late to the party, but honestly, you know what? It's just a really fun ride. Do I wish we would have gotten to this a little bit earlier? Sure. But better late than never. That should be the, <laughs> that should be the logo for, uh, for black widow, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, again, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram and Twitter um, at film optics that is optics with an X. You know, we have a lot more to get through. Uh, not sure if we're going to do a space jam to review just yet because Devin is, uh, moving, uh, during that weekend. So, but I am reviewing it on the in session film website. So you can actually go check out my review of Batman long Halloween part one that is up on the in session film website as of right now. So I was, I was very, very proud about, about that one. So anyway, thank you all for listening yet again, and we will see you guys next time. Let's get on out of here. If I can find the queue. Okay, there we go. We'll see you guys later on. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, we greatly appreciate it. If you can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics, that is Optics with an X, to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one.